You are listening to the Horse Radio Network, part of the Equine Network family. Greetings, everyone. Coach Jen here, and thanks for tuning in to Horse Tip Daily, episode 1518. Today's topic is part three of our educational barn building series featuring indoor arenas. Welcome to Barn Building 101, brought to you by Morton Buildings at mortonbuildings.com. Glenn here, founder of the Horse Radio Network and host of Horses in the Morning. The educational series that we started last year on horse insurance and trailers have proved both popular and educational. We asked you what else you wanted to hear about, and building a barn was high on the list. Joining us for this series is Dennis Lee, Equestrian Product Line Manager at Morton Buildings. In this part three of three, we talk about building that indoor arena you've always dreamed about. If you missed part one and two, go to horseradionetwork.com slash barn to take a listen. So Dennis, you know, site selection and prep is one of the first things to look at. One, you have to have a piece of ground that's big enough to put it on, right? But then it, you also have to do some preparation to make it right. Yeah, uh, absolutely, Glenn. And, and really, site selection and site prep is one of the most important factors in building anything, but especially something as large as a riding arena. So, you know, we always want to take into consideration, you know, proximity of the arena to your stall barn, uh, access for, you know, trucks and trailers and truck and trailer parking, uh, but also, yeah, management and mitigation of water. So there's going to be a tremendous amount of water that comes off the roof of a building that size. And you want to make sure and get that away from the building, uh, you know, as quickly as possible. So we, yeah, you know, we like to see a minimum of a 1% slope away from the buildings, uh, good positive drainage all the way around is that, it. Is that in um, all directions, the 1%? Yeah, that would be in all directions. Okay. So we want to make sure, and, you know, and, and every building site is going to have some amount of grading required, you know, some amount of slope. And you're ta- if you're talking a 196 or 200 foot long building, you know, even a very minimum uh, slope on the site, you know, can, can really add up. So want to make sure and have a good grading plan and you want that site prepared prior to erecting the building. Some of the uh, nightmare examples that we see out there, people will try and build the building first and then come back and address the grading after the fact. You really only have one opportunity to get that grading and site prep just right. And that's in the very beginning. So in your large indoors like that, when they're like 200 feet long, do you put spouting up or do you have it drained well enough that you don't need spouting on that long span? Well, no, all of our buildings are going to include gutters and downspouts. But, yeah, you have to have a plan of where to take that water. Right. I was going to ask that that because that's a lot of water coming off of there. It is. It is. So, you know, you need to have appropriate drain tiles and piping to get that water away from the building. But, you know, we also have the, uh, you know, runoff from, you know, the remainder of the site. So if your arena is, you know, adjacent to your barn and you have water coming off of your barn or coming out of the parking lot, you have to have a plan to divert that water around the building uh, as well as the water that comes off the building itself. So size, we all want one bigger than we can afford, right? I mean, everybody does. Um, so what are, is there guidelines? What, what do we, what do you look at when you're talking to me and I'm saying, okay, you know, I want, I want an indoor. I, I can afford this much, but I really have to do these kinds of things. What do you, where do you start with the customer? You know, arena size requirements are very discipline specific. Uh, we do see, you know, some people that are, if you're a cult starter, uh, or a, a you know a round pinning person, a forty two foot wide arena may 
may work for you. Um, you know, our, your basic dressage arena is going to be 20 by 40 meters. So, you know, you want to make sure to build a building to accommodate that. One thing that's important to remember, building dimensions are measured from the exterior corners of the building. So you have to make sure and accommodate for the wall thickness of whatever the building framing is, as well as, uh, you know, we highly recommend a tapered interior liner in the building just from a safety standpoint. So when you're talking building dimensions, uh, you want to make sure that you have a large enough building to accommodate the frame of the building, your tapered liner, and then have room for your arena. So a 20 meter dressage arena requires a 66 or a 72 foot wide building. And 81 is even better if you want to have some, you know, some room uh, for people to, to stage and watch around. We offer buildings up to 150 wide for, for your jumping or, or rodeo or rain disciplines as well. That's a large building. How about height? Yeah, so that's an excellent question. Um, you know, height is, is a huge consideration. We don't recommend anything lower than 16 feet for riding arenas. Uh, and if you're, you know, an Olympic show jumper or something where you're doing large fences and large horses, then we really want to even go up from there. And uh, one thing we really want to re- remember nowadays, even more and more buildings are incorporating the large format fans, the large ceiling fans. Yeah. And those fans can hang down about 30 inches. So we want to make sure and accommodate for your show jumper, their great big warm blood horse plus a fan hanging down. Uh, you know, so make sure you have plenty of height there. So a minimum of 16, 19 or 20 is even better. And the other thing we want to remember, um, is resale value. So just because you're exercising pleasure horses in that arena doesn't mean that the future owner may not be into show jumping horses. Uh, okay. Now length, I always heard that you should have it twice as long as a wide. That's a pretty good rule of thumb. The best thing to do there is to go out and get some real world measurements from the areas that you're currently riding in. You know, we're, we're all guilty of having relatively low spatial awareness. So the best thing to do is get a big tape measure, go out and take some measurements of the place you're currently riding in or measure out where you plan to build the arena, put some flags in the ground and ride in that and see if you can, if you can maneuver in that space. I personally ride rainers and rain cow horses, and I've ridden in some 90-watt arenas. And, man, those big, fast circles are just really tough to make in a 90-watt arena. And ventilation, you know, we talked about that with the barn, uh, with the barns. How important is ventilation in arenas? We also all have been uh-huh. in dusty arenas, haven't we? So, Yeah, yeah. so anything equine-related, ventilation is key. You know, horses give off a lot of humidity. Many of us are building, at, you know, in humid parts of the country. So we love to see, you know, some big sliding doors on the ends of the arena. Uh, one feature that we've really done a lot of in the last few years that customers have really liked is taking like a nine foot by nine foot garage door and actually installing garage doors as if they're windows along the perimeter of the building. So you can open or close that as you see fit. Um, but you, know, you want to really be able to get a lot of air in there. Uh, in the summer as well as in the winter when it's, uh, you know, when it's humid. Dust control. There are arena dust control systems. We've installed several of the uh, misting type of systems that help to control dust. 
Remember when you're using an arena mixing system and you're introducing even more moisture into that building. So you want to make sure that you have it properly ventilated or you'll have a condensation issue. And we've all been in arenas where you're loping a horse around and you take that big fat water drop to the face or your horse gets one to the face and it can be very disruptive. So if you're watering that ground, you want to make sure that you're, you know, that water is going to go somewhere. So you have to accommodate for that to come into the atmosphere. Uh, there's also a lot of synthetic footings available that are dustless. Um, yeah, but that's typically something you're going to want to work with the footing consultant on to get that right footing. So the venting, is there venting along the walls where it meets the roof? Is there venting all along there? Yeah, so our buildings are standard with uh, uh, one, two, three, or four foot ventilated overhang along the sidewalls. And then you want to match that with either a powered or a non-powered ventilated cupola. So you want to create directional airflow. You want to pull air in from the overhangs and allow it to be directed directly to the ridge cap uh, through power ventilated cupolas. Well, we have a well-ventilated arena that drains on both sides, but we can't see anything inside of it. So what do you guys do about lighting? So lighting is very important in an arena. I think uh, you know several of us have probably been in some old, uh, you know, dark, really, spooky, scary really arenas dark at some arenas. point. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, uh, so... We love natural lighting. You know, you can do uh, skylights with a vapor barrier on them. They're great for pulling in, uh, you know, natural lighting. There's also what's called a sky belt, which is where you use that translucent skylight panel along the side walls of the building to bring in more light. And then, of course, we're generally going to supplement with a really well laid out uh, supplemental overhead lighting. The uh, LED panel lights are very popular. They pull, you know, relatively little power. The thing about overhead lighting, you want to work with a real uh, quality lighting installer, lighting contractor to get the correct candle powers down at the arena floor. And it is very important to minimize shadows. So we know horses are looking for things to be scared of generally. And you don't want to be loafing a horse around and have it spook or shy from some, uh, you know, weird shadow on the floor. So you uh, most now LED lights are pretty much what's put in. Oh, it's about all that we're doing yeah. nowadays. Yeah. So there's they make a two by four and a two by two LED panel. Um, they're dimmable. You can hang them down from a chain so they're actually at the same plane as your large ceiling fans because you don't want to have shadows from those ceiling fans on the yeah. floors. Okay. The LED lights are incredibly affordable now, and the power savings alone, uh, you know, they'll pay for themselves over in a few years. And any other things to consider when you're building your dream arena? Uh, you know, we briefly mentioned the tapered liner earlier. Um, I am a huge fan of the tapered arena liner from a safety standpoint. You know, it keeps those horses off the structure of the and building just let's, enough. Let's explain that. That's the, the at the bottom of the wall. Uh, it usually mm -hmm. would, and it's tapered up to, uh, upwards toward the wall. So, yes. Yeah. So there's yeah, no so corners for to get stuck in, basically. Right. So yeah. it's a four foot. We offer a four foot or a six foot liner. So from the from the ground, it would taper back towards the wall of the building. So it it actually keeps the horse away from the columns of the building just enough to provide clearance for your feet and knees. So when you're riding a horse around in that arena, they you know because horses want to graduate gravitate towards the fence or towards the exterior of the building. Uh, just for comfort's sake. 
So that tapered liner helps hold that horse off of the sidewalls of the arena enough that your knees and your toes sticking out, uh, you know, because we're all going to ride around with our heels down just right. Uh, you know, we don't want our feet to get banged against those columns as we go around. All right. Very good. And how many arenas do you put in that have the viewing lounges? More and more every day. So we've built several this year that have had a viewing lounge, um, especially if your facility intends on doing clinics, you know, hosting clinicians. The viewing lounge is really nice. Or if it's a, a lesson facility, you know, you, you have the, the, the children and the instructor in the arena doing a lesson. It's really nice for mom and dad or grandma and grandpa to be able to sit in the viewing lounge watch what's going on and be you know protected from the elements and protected from the dust so we, we do several buildings a year uh, that have a viewing lounge and of course i'm a horse husband so i worry about where to put the stuff uh you also have to really keep in mind uh, where to store equipment are you going to be putting equipment in there uh hay bedding all of that stuff horse trailer yeah, so we we built quite a few arenas that will have a storage component across one end. Um, I mean, you have to take into consideration where your drag tractor is going to sit, uh, your cavaletti poles, your uh, markers for your dressage arena, jumps, jump poles, uh, any any sort of you know supplemental aids or tools that you're going to have in that arena. You want to have somewhere convenient. Uh, to, to access those. So a nice storage area off one end of the building is really nice. Um, mirrors, you know, a lot of, a lot of disciplines like to have mirrors on one wall or another. Uh, you mentioned a viewing lounge that you can do additional uh, storage for hay and bedding or the horse trailer, that type of thing. All right. Very good. Well, thanks, Dennis, for doing this series. We really appreciate it. From stables and stall barns to riding arenas, a Morton building is professionally built for your functional needs, your horse's safety, and your budget. Save now through February on new buildings during their building value days. To learn more, visit mortonbuildings.com slash project slash equestrian, and I'll put that link in the show notes. You can go to the website. You'll find the equestrian stuff. You'll be good at that. And if you want to hear the past two segments that we did, but you missed them, go to horseradionetwork.com slash barn. Well, there you have it. Horse Radio Network has thousands of engaging podcasts for horse people, and you can have them sent right to your phone. Just subscribe via your favorite podcast player. This is Coach Jen, and I will be back again soon with another tip. Until then, go ride your horse. The Horse Radio Network and the Horse Radio Network hosts are not responsible for statements made by guests on the Horse Tip Daily. Please use your own judgment when listening to the tips on this show. <laughs>